Good morning. Just ignore this for the moment, okay? This is my walker of goodies. I am so glad to be up here today. Um, I must first apologize to anybody watching on the camera because I'm going to be all over the place and I don't know if I'm staying in frame. But it's so good to see everybody here today. Thank you for coming out. Uh, if you're a visitor, welcome. It's so good to see you and that is true. Don't worry. I don't, doesn't matter what you look like because look at me, it doesn't matter. And if you're a regular attendee or a member, again, good to see you. Thank you for being here this morning. Nate has been so gracious to let me speak here today. And I've warned the guys in the sound booth. I said, I may have an outline. I may have plans that are on paper. Doesn't mean I'm going to follow them. Sorry, but it doesn't. I'm just going to let whatever comes out come out. And some of you might be nervous about that, so you can start praying right now. And we're creating prayer warriors as we speak, so hey, that's awesome. Um, actually, some of my notes, it, uh, they may not seem like notes. This one's just motivation, knock their socks off, so I'm going to try to do that. And then this one is just, uh, well, it's just a reminder. Hey, you remember that time that uh, Nate said he accidentally loved the Packers on stage? Anybody remember that? Okay. Well, again, you can keep praying if you want, if you're nervous about that. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. And we're going to just skip over the part that this is my, my last chance to speak here for quite some time right now. So I'm gonna, we're going to skip over that because right now, well, except for the phrase, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, so something comes to mind right now. Uh, I don't know half of you half as well as I would like, but I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Take that as you will. But I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, and that's what came to mind. Take it as you will. But the, uh, I was thinking, like, what am I going to talk about? Well, Nate gave me the passage to talk about, but I was also looking at the theme, blueprint. What blueprint? That, that just made me want to, what did I think of when, besides Legos when it came to blueprints? And that's why this walker's up here. One of the things I thought of was my great-grandma Belle's house, mostly because there was a lot of cool hiding places in her house. It was a little old house, one story, several rooms. It was kind of weird. Her bedroom connected to both the dining room and the living room. I would hate that as my bedroom, but she loved it, uh, probably because either way she was where the people were if they were over. And there was a lot of cool hiding places there. That's what I'm thinking of when I think of Grandma Belle's house. A lot of cool hiding places. So might be the last time I get to ask this for a while in a group setting. Oh, sorry. If you're visiting, by the way, my name is Kyle. I'm the uh, current youth minister here, and my wife and I are getting ready to uh, move here in a couple weeks to go work at a children's home. That's why I'm talking like that, to give you just an update. But uh, one of the last times I get to ask this in a big group setting, how many here, show of hands, have ever been stuck in a washing machine? <laughs> All right, I'm the only one. Cool. And so... I say that because we were playing hide-and-go-seek. I was about four or five years old, and I thought, hey, if I can get up there, no one's going to look for me there. And so I did. I climbed up there, and it, I got in there. I, I, was, I got snuggled down in, and I would peer through the lid a little bit, watch my cousins and my brother run by or whatever, and I'm like, yes. He, 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 this is great. And then that little spindle in the middle shifted. And I went from he, he, he to, oh. I realized I was stuck. And then it was no longer a hiding place. I thought I was going to die. So I started screaming bloody murder until my uncle came out and, and got me. 
But there are all sorts of crevices in her house, and it's all by design, the people who built the house. And this was her walker, and uh, I called dibs on it a long time ago. Uh, So this is now my walker. I have plans for this walker. I have big plans for it. I'm going to clean it up, add some new paint, maybe put some rims on it. I already got the sound system going, so it's great. And I don't know what that's in there for. Um, and so I was kind of like, I'm, I'm going to treat you guys right now as junior hires, okay? That's why we're doing it this way. Uh, because that old, for, to kind of comfort you in public speaking, oh, imagine them in their underwear. No, don't do that. No, imagine them like they're junior hires. That works great. Or it might scare some of you, I don't know. But if you're ever in a public speaking setting, go ahead and give it a try. And so I have all sorts of random goodies in here. Um, duct tape, if any of you need your neighbor to stop talking, you can come on up and borrow it. Um, but I think about architecture, and I think about other places I've been, like this right here. This is a deck of cards, and it's got castles on it from Poland. Now, I was in 2011 lucky enough to be a part of a team. Actually, my wife and I both went to go to Poland on a missions trip. And so we got to see all sorts of cool architecture, and I couldn't even imagine putting together the blueprints for those. Uh, There's some old castles, some old cathedrals, and they were just breathtaking in their design and their build. And so you, you would need plans, blueprints, to build that stuff. Some of you don't know. Oh, there's a hacky sack. All right. Some of you don't know maybe that I went on a missions trip also for my internship to Australia. Oh, there's some cool stuff over there. That's what this book is. It's got some architecture and stuff, the bridges and monuments that they have over in Australia. They have this really cool monument. I loved walking by it whenever I could uh, because there I was was not going to drive because it was like dyslexia over there because you drive on the other side of the road. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to cause an accident and then they're going to blame the Yankee and then I'm I'm not going to do it. And so I either rode the train or walked or rode the bus. And so I did a lot of walking, and there's one monument that I loved walking by whenever I could. It was not too far from the church, actually, that I was interning at, and it was a, a World War II monument. And this whole park was just dedicated to military monuments and just the military in general. It was really cool. Um, it, it was really cool to, to walk by that, and it was actually about the size of just this block that the church is on, too, so it was huge. And there was this one monument that was kind of just circular with pillars. And in the center is uh, one of those torches that they just keep lit all the time. And that was their World War II monument. And it was cool to see because it had all the names of those who had fallen in World War II on it. And it was just a cool piece of architecture. And then I think about blueprints and I think, oh, well, we got, we are a blueprint. God has created us. And Peter, we're going to look at that today has set forth kind of a spiritual blueprint for us to follow. But then I also think about who looks at blueprints. And this is where it's getting deep. I usually don't get this deep. It causes my brain to hurt. But there's two basic groups of people that look at blueprints. The creators, the builders, the the plumbers, and the electricians, and the actual architects and construction people, they all look at the blueprints. The second one is the thieves, the robbers, the evildoers. To, to figure out how they can cause trouble and steal based off of those blueprints. And 
That's how we are. We have our creator who created us and has, has sent Jesus to die for us and he's created this big plan for us. But then we have the thief, the evildoer, Satan, who is also looking at our blueprints, trying to figure out how he can take us away from God. And so we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. We're going to visit a 7-11 today. We're going to look at those and I'm going to call a trusty volunteer to come on up and read for us. Uh, but I'm going to give you a little background of verses six, uh, 5 and 6 first, because the 5 and 6, before we get to 7 and 11, what Nate preached about last week, there's, there's some topics of, of judgment there. We get some hints of judgment, and kind of just a reminder, hey, we're going to be judged based off of our belief in Jesus, based off of our actions, and he leads into this passage here. And so if you have your Bibles with you, please open to 1 Peter chapter 4, 7 through 11. Uh, it'll be on the screen. If you have a Bible app, you can pull that up. If you don't want to use the Bible in front of you or your Bible app or anything like that, uh, borrow your neighbors, snuggle up next to your neighbor. If your neighbor's using their phone and they're not looking at an app, let me know so we can make fun of them. But let's get ready to read together, all right? end of all things is near, therefore be alert of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can take this microphone, and I'll go sit down, and you finish, okay? No? Oh, darn it. You can put it back for me if you want. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt, for reading that for us. Um, uh, and I asked him to do it, and he's still young enough to where he wants to do it, so we wanted to get him up here uh, and make sure we keep that going, too. But I really appreciate Matt reading that for us. And, uh, oh, my goodness, there's a lot in here. And some people, and this is where I'm going to start to make, like, if my, I doubt you'll ever see it, but if my preaching professor sees this video, he might not be a huge fan of me, because in class he taught, well, first, I'm not wearing a suit, uh, and uh, mostly because those don't really fit too well right now, ate too much food, and sat behind a desk. So, but also because he'd be like, wait a minute, you're not sticking to your, the three-point sermon that I talked about. No, we're just going to break this passage down verse by verse, go over it and dive into it. And we're just going to stick to scripture today. Um, and hopefully, as this verse says, it's God's words and me speaking as if God is speaking uh, and not my words or opinions. And so uh, I want to stick true to that. Um, but it starts off in verse 11, the all, end of all things is near. Well, I, I guess I'll see you later. No, there's some irony there, but it's also some scary stuff. The end of all things is near. And this was 2,000 years ago. Peter said this. The end of all things was near then, and through things that we see around us now, it's even closer now than it was then. It should be a kind of an eye-opening, scary thing. And, and, and Peter's saying that because 
he, had the, he laid out this whole blueprint of, of God's plan from creation to Jesus' return. And so many of those things have happened already. You know, creation happened. The fall happened. The, the covenant to, well, the flood happened and the covenant to Noah and then the covenant to Abraham, the promise to Noah that he'd never flood the world again. The covenant of Abraham that he would have, his descendants would be the multitude, like nations, count them like, you couldn't even count them. And, and he prom, and then they were, enslaved, and then exile, or not exile, exodus, different EX word. We'll get to exile here in a minute. But exodus, Moses led them out of Egypt and then into the promised kingdom. And then we see the line of kings, the line of David, who Jesus was a descendant of. And the line of, if we look at Jesus' genealogy, we see David uh, in, in that list. And Abraham, all the way to Abraham. And then the exile into Babylon, and then the return back to Israel, and then Jesus' birth and his life and ministry, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. All these things happen, and there's only one thing left on that blueprint, on this list, and that's Jesus to come back. And so Peter is telling the churches that he's writing to uh, all throughout Rome. He's writing to the seven provinces of Rome here, and he's saying he's coming back. Therefore... That always means because of. He didn't just end there. We're not just focusing on Jesus as coming back. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, we need to be self-controlled, sober-minded. We need to have clarity. And he's trying to say this, and it makes me think of a couple other parables that Jesus told, a couple passages that he, he told. It makes me think of Mark 13, where he talks about the man who goes on a journey, and he puts his servants in charge, and he doesn't tell his servants when they're going to come back. And so when he does come back, the servants that actually did as they were told, they were rewarded, but the other ones that didn't do, and the ones that were caught sleeping, boy, they were in trouble. Peter's saying we, we better not get caught sleeping here. Or like the, the parable in Mark uh, sorry, that was Mark 13. This is Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. When, when the ten virgins are preparing for the, the wedding ceremony and they each have their, their lantern and only five of them came prepared with flasks of oil and the other five were just kind of lazy and didn't come prepared. And then they fall asleep before the, the bridegroom shows up and, and then the bells ring. And this was all uh, according to Jewish tradition too. The weddings then were a huge ceremony and... and uh, the five that were prepared, they had plenty of oil for the lamps to be prepared for the bridegroom to come in. And the five who didn't have oil and flasks, they said, our lamps are running out. Could you give us some of your oil? And the prepared virgin said, no, we don't have enough for you and, and, and us to have our lanterns lit for the whole time. So go buy some more. And then they go into the, the ceremony, the service, the party hall or whatever it was. And, and the doors closed. So the five that didn't they went to buy more. They came back, and the doors were shut, and they said, let us in. And, and the bridegroom said, be gone. I don't know you. Like the, Jesus even gave us a couple parables to be prepared for that. And so Peter's telling us to, because of that, be self-controlled and sober-minded, to think with clarity, to have a purpose, to uh, be intentional with our service. And, and he goes beyond that for the sake of your prayers. 
I mean, think about that. I mean, uh, has, have any of you, well, how many of you pray? Hopefully it's, a, don't, hopefully it's all of us. Uh, how many of us pray sometimes too much when it's times that we're in trouble, that we're really like, oh, please help? Yeah, I, I mean, I do too. I mean, we are all guilty of that. Sometimes we forget to talk to God when the times are good sometimes, but when times are bad, oh, please help. And some of you, if you're still praying because you're worried about things I might say, continue to pray. Prayer warriors. Uh, be looking out in the future for a possible prayer team. You guys will be awesome on it. But he, he's saying for the sake of our prayers. Because prayer is a powerful thing that we have. It's one of our most powerful tools. One of the most powerful gifts God has given us, that ability to pray. And he's telling us to pray with intention, to pray with sincerity. Not just go through just typical prayers, uh, bless this food, and may, even though it's McDonald's, give us some kind of nourishment and energy. Uh, No, he's telling us, I want you to be specific. Pray for those around you. Pray for each other. We see that in this verse, too, because this is more of a verse of how to interact as a body of Christ and not just, I mean, we're to love and pray for people who are not Christians as well. Jesus told us that, too, in the Gospels. But right here, Peter's saying, hey, we need to be intentional and pray and sincerely love each other as the body of Christ. And so he's telling us, pray with intent. Pray long, deep, sincere prayers. Pray with intent. He goes on, above all, uh, keep fervent. Uh, sorry, this is the New American Standard Version, so there's going to be some words that are a little different. But keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Well, just because I love you doesn't mean I like you. That's a, that, no. I love you and I like you. He's telling us to keep that love strong with each other because love covers a multitude of sins. I mean, think about that. When you remember uh, transgressions against you, what is the key component to help you overcome it and, and to forgive it? Love. Love. Proverbs. Proverbs 11 verse 12 or 10 verse 12 says hatred stirs up strife but love covers all transgressions so if we're not loving and if we're not forgiving if we're not showing that compassion uh we we risk hate and that's a very dangerous place i mean how many of you have ever said you hated someone any time of your life as a kid as hopefully not now but i mean because we want to drive that hate out i know i have i was guilty of it and then i found out that jesus said if you say that you hate someone if you have hate in your heart you're committing murder in your heart I'm like oh darn i thought that was one of the commandments i didn't break uh-oh i'm in trouble but he he's saying love love is the key to that forgiveness to to that fellowship to overcome things hate is strife love is compassion and with that love we can forgive and maybe remember, but also put it behind us. It covers that sin. Uh, And if you ever want to know more about the power of love, we could turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, also known as the love chapter. And that's where it talks about love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous. And it goes on and on and on. And I encourage you to look at that because that's just something that kind of shows us how how love really works with us. If we love, if we have that true God-given, God-created, divine love that only 
we can find through God, oh, then we'll, we'll forgive all the time. We'll, we'll be able to forget our transgressions or against each other and, and to overcome that, to put it behind us, which is great because that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. I think about that. If, if we didn't have that, if we didn't have that love of God, where'd we go? Ah, we wouldn't have that gift of salvation, that gift of eternal life in heaven. But thankfully we have a complete loving God who has given us that gift of salvation. That love forgives our transgressions. Which thank goodness, because boy, oh boy, am I an evildoer at heart. I, I've done so many things. I look at those Ten Commandments, and then I look at what Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, love God, uh, first and foremost. I, I look at those, and I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of times I did not do that. I mean, I mean, uh, there's, I look at all the Ten Commandments. Uh, I, I've lied before. How many of you have lied? Bunch of liars. <laughs> and then I thought, well, maybe, no, I haven't stolen before. Ooh, I took internet uh, music off the internet that I didn't pay for. Uh, I remember as a kid, uh, I cheated on a test before. I, I, yeah, I know. Cheated on a test. My goodness. And and and, and it's I was ooh, I was a little kid. Uh, um, but it's one of those things. I'm like, ah, well, you stole answers. Oh, didn't think of it that way. Didn't do that again. Uh, have I honored my father and mother? Ooh, the whole time. And they're, yeah, they're here. <laughs> That's the thing. I start blurbing out stuff. I mean, I might say stuff that they didn't even know about, and so ooh, I'm not going to talk to them after this. No. It's, <laughs> but I mean, I think about all that stuff. I mean, I put things before God. I've enjoyed doing, like, I've put, uh, spent more time as a kid on video games as God. I mean, heck, I've probably done that before as a young adult. Which, by the way, like really, when it comes to young guys, we're not smart until about 26. We stay pretty stupid until then. And even, and some of you are like, nah, it goes longer than that. (laughs) But as far as maturity, we're adolescents until about 25, 26 anymore, which is kind of scary and explains a lot, though. But. I mean, I look at those, and I've, I've failed at each and every one of those, which means I would be a lying thief, and all you guys are lying thieves too, or, or, and, and so we're all the, but thanks to Jesus, we're saved through that. And so we get to share that love to one another, that Jesus kind of love to one another. We go on and look at verse 9, for we know, oh, nope, I'm still in Corinthians, that's a problem. That would be a completely different verse. Okay, we go on to verse 9. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Hmm. We got any complainers in here? Anybody complain about the weather? Yeah, there we go. I, I pointed out a lot of you now. I know I have. But be hospitable to each other without complaint. And again, this is us talking about us as the body, or this is Peter talking about us as the body of Christ. Uh, I need to be hospitable to, to Matt without complaint, to Nate without complaint, to my wife without complaint. 
um, to uh, the, the guys in the sound booth without complaint, without grumbling. And that makes me think of something I like to share with the youth group uh, or with any group of kids that we go on a trip because uh, I like to start off by saying something I picked up from Mark Nichols a long time ago. Uh, remember that you have three names you're representing. Your name, the church's name, and God's name. So make sure you're on your good behavior. And another thing I like to throw in there is uh, Philippians 2.14, do everything without grumbling or disputing. Different translations say arguing or complaining. Kids don't like to hear that. But sometimes I forget to take my own advice. But we need to be hospitable without complaint to each other, which is hard to do. Let's face it. How many of you in here have had someone else in here that has irritated you? Bugged you? Gotten on your nerves? But maybe they started it. Oh well. Oh well. You know what? That's funny. We'll still have that kind of mentality even though we tell our kids it doesn't matter who started it. We need to finish it. But we still have that mentality. We're just that's why God calls us children. We act like children all the time. My wife will tell you that's true. Twelve-year-old stuck in a thirty-year-old body, which is really scary if I think about it. Here's a little sidetrack: thirty years old—that's when roughly when Jesus started his ministry, and I started my ministry a lot long, like earlier than that, as far as being a youth minister and going to school for it. I'm like, boy, was I not ready? Jesus waited till he was thirty. And then it gets really scary because I'm like, oh, wait, Jesus died at 33. Right around the corner. But that's just a little sidetrack. But I know where I'm going. And, and so I got to remember to be hospitable to you guys, to anybody in the faith. Well, to everybody, but especially those of us who are believers anywhere I can. Uh, which can, again, be tough. It really can but we need to be reminded to do so because we need to love each other, because Jesus loves us. We need to remember that. Verse 10 continues, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of manifold of grace, by manifold grace of God. Now again, I told you I I use different terms. Uh, Manifold here is more of replying to, uh, or could be, considered another one uh, of, of being just serving each other showing a multitude of different varieties of service uh, just well it's not talking about the manifold in the vehicle um, but if you have any questions about that there are several people in here that could tell you about that including Seth and Eric but that's not what it's talking about it's talking about serving each other in a multitude of ways and to be good stewards again I'm a Lord of the Rings fan so I immediately think of that I think uh, of being uh, uh, well, if you, if you don't know Lord of the Rings, it's, uh, it's uh, written by J.R.R. Tolkien. It is a fantasy series, and it has a lot of kind of parallels to Jesus. I mean, as, as a kid, I, I found, well, I guess teenager, uh, I found going through stuff. We're getting ready to move, so I was going through a whole bunch of stuff. I found an old coloring book, a drawing book I had, and I could tell I was really in a big Lord of the Rings kick then because there's three of the titles, The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King and it's the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, and I had changed it and did a little drawing that said, uh, the Lord of all things, the Fellowship of Christ. I was like, hey, that's pretty good. I was like 12 when I did that, awesome. And I, I looked at it, and maybe I was like 15. I don't know. 
But anyways, and then there was another one where I apparently didn't have one for the two towers, but I had one for the, the, the Lord of all things, the return of Jesus the King. And so I'm like, man, that kind of ties into this. And in the Lord of the Rings, there's not a king of a kingdom, but a steward, because the king hasn't returned yet. And the steward was a caretaker of the throne. We are to be caretakers of Jesus' kingdom while we are here, and caretakers of each other. We're to be good stewards to each other. That's why we're called to be hospitable, called to be uh, uh, loving to each other, and to pray for each other. And here in a minute, we'll see several ways that we can serve each other, or different kinds of ways of ministering to each other. But we're called to be good stewards, to be caretakers. Now, I don't know if I always do that. I mean, I know I don't always do that. I'm not always a good steward with what God has given me, and I'm not always a good steward as my part in the body of Christ. And I say that because we, well, first of all, sometimes people don't quite think of themselves without seeing an example. I mean, if I say I'm a flawed person, it's more easy for someone who doesn't get up here and speak to say, okay, yeah, I'm a flawed person too. I'm not that good of a steward all the time. I'm not that hospitable all the time. I have a whole lot of trouble loving others all the time. Because you know what's funny? Being in ministry, I didn't want to originally go in ministry. I wanted to work with animals when I was a kid. I wanted to work, well, first I wanted to be a cop. And then I realized you actually get shot at. And I said, no, I don't want to do that then. Um, and, And then I thought for a brief time, baseball player, but I couldn't hit the ball worth a darn. I could feel like nothing else because I didn't care if I got hurt at the time. I, I do now, part of getting older uh, and, and having more responsibilities. Like, I kind of got to take better care of myself, which I'm kind of failing a little bit, but I'll get there. And, and so, and then I finally got to where, you know what? People frustrate me. I want to work with animals. I like animals. So I thought maybe veterinarian. Well, I was kind of too dumb for that. So I said, nope, I'm not going to go through that much schooling to be a veterinarian. Uh, maybe I can work with kids. I'll be a teacher. And, and God's like, yeah, you're getting closer. And then he directed me into ministry for youth, which is really funny because people irritated me. And I work with people all the time. I didn't want to be in an office. I wanted to be outside. And I, I do most of my work at a, at a desk or inside of the schools with kids or, or wherever that leads me. But it's like, you know what? I see, and I, I saw this right out of high school, I'm like, okay, so it's not about what I want, it's about what God wants. And that's why I need to constantly work on all those stuff. Yes, I'm not the greatest steward, I'm not the greatest uh, hospitable person, I'm not the best at loving others all the time, but we need to work on that, and God has been working on that through me for a long time, and in me for a long time, and he's done the same here. I mean, we've seen a lot of growth and a lot of change here. We see so many younger families joining us, we saw so many kids, hear so many kids, and we see so many kids all throughout, and it's wonderful. And, and so good stewardship and hospitality and love, it's happening, and we see it, and it's awesome. Let's move on to verse 11. And, uh, well, whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterance of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. There's a big, meaty verse right there. And some preachers and some 
topics when you're studying for this passage. They'll focus on the end is near. And so they, they do a, a sermon based on reminding or a lesson based on reminding us that the end is near. Good. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's in here, and that's a main point in here. And then they go on, and maybe some of them will talk about the, the love and hospitality part, which is good. Awesome. It's in there, and it needs to be talked about. But all those things point to this verse, I think. Very end of it. Glory to God through Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Amen. I think that's what the meat of this passage is. It's all about the glory to God because he has built us. He has made us this body of Christ. He has sent his son to die for us. He has created us with intent. He has created this blueprint for us to follow that we just, he created us in mind. I mean, think about it all the way to Adam and Eve. He cared about people so much. He actually, he's the people, humans are the only people that he actually breathed life into. He just, he, that's how much he cared about us. And, and it's the only part of creation that he said, it is very good. Unfortunately, we, we, we kind of proved that wrong after a while. Like we, cha- we felt temptation, so we weren't very good anymore. But we were when we originally were created. And he has done this whole blueprint because of his glory. He didn't have to. He didn't have to make me. He didn't have to send his son to save us. He didn't have to create us in the first place. But he did. And it's his glory that did so. And so, because of that, we see two basic categories of service, uh, uh, of minister, ministering that we're supposed to do, and that's one through talking and one through serving. And not everybody is equipped to do the speaking part, which is fine. Even Moses tried to get out of that part. Oh, I have a stuttering problem. Uh, or, and he came up with all of these excuses, but he was still... God used him for that service. Uh, and, and Nate, he has the gift of speaking. He comes up here and, and speaks every Sunday. Well, not today. But, um, and, and, and the thing about speaking is sometimes it's not just given. You can develop it over time through God's guidance, through his strength. You can develop it. I hated public speaking when I was in high school, which is why my FFA advisor put me in a speaking competition. I was mad at him for a long time, but then I realized, oh, it was just another tool God was using to get me to that point. So I appreciate it now. But uh, some of the elders, some of you guys in the congregation, some of you ladies in the women's groups, you have the gift of gab. Well, some of you have the gift of gab anyways, but as far as speaking God's word, you've been given that gift. And everybody else, we all have the gift of service. We can serve in so many ways, whether it's through prayer. Hope some of you are still praying if you're nervous. Uh, uh, You have the gift of actually doing hands-on stuff. Uh, Building houses, one family, one purpose. My goodness. Uh, And and I actually asked Roy a little bit about some stuff. Like, I was like, blueprints, buildings. So I was asking him some questions, and I was asking him about how he felt about just the kind of emotions they go through on those builds. And I know Ryan and anyone who has gone on those builds can attest to that. And, and I asked him, well, what, well, the beginning of this chapter talked about, or this verse talked about, uh, this passage talked about the end of all things is near. How do you feel when those builds are close to being done? And he says, you get this, a few days before it ends, you get this idea, this feeling of, what next? Because you've done this great thing, 
uh, through God's help, through his guidance, through his, his ability to just give you all the funds, and then you've had this camaraderie with everybody that's been building and made these connections to ministering with the family that's gonna receive the house, and he says, and it's almost done, so you just get this, think, this, this feeling and this, this idea of, well, what do I do now? What's next? Where, and, and, but luckily, with these things, with those buildings I talked about, those may end, but God helps us to continue until his return. So they go on for the next house, prepare for the next house. They continue to serve, and we all have that gift to serve. Now the speaking one, we're gonna jump back to that a little bit. Uh, it's, it's not just the, the ability to speak God's word, it's when you speak, you speak as if God speaks. So it's his word, and it's his intentions behind those words. You, we have to speak in a way that honors God. Uh-oh. <laughs> Going back again to things that I've done. I know I've said some stuff that hasn't quite been godly. But when we speak in this setting as a brotherhood, as the body of Christ, as a sisterhood, it's to speak as God speaks. His words, his, his leadership, his scripture. And then we are to serve by his strength. I mean, think about it. If we did all those things on our own, if we spoke on our own understanding, ugh, oh, that'd be bad. That I mean, that's I, I think that's how we got the uh, Republican and Democratic Party. We focus too much on uh, what we think and feel, uh, and and it just we see that on all sorts of topics. When our own opinions are thrown in, that's when divide. That's when things aren't hospitable. That's when things aren't loving. When our own opinions and our own words are the things that are driving us, there's the issues. But if it's God's word, if it's his facts in scripture, it drives us. And when we are serving based off our own strength, boy, do we get weary. Second uh, Thessalonians 3.13, it's the verse that talks about do not grow weary doing good. Do not grow weary of doing good. To, to just do not grow weary of doing good. That's it's crazy, but it's God's strength strength that helps us to do that, to helps us to serve each other, and so to God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory because He gave breath to us. God be the glory because he created this plan, not just us as a blueprint or how we are supposed to be, but his whole journey of creation to redemption, his whole journey of the fall of man to the return, the second coming of Jesus Christ, from the fall of uh, this world to the creation of a new one, to a new heaven and a new earth, to God be the glory because it's through him all of this is possible. He grants us the strength. He gives us the words. He shows us what love is and helps us to have that. He created us in his image, which does, doesn't mean necessarily that we physically look like God, which is probably a good thing. I'm, I'm not looking at anyone specific. But it's probably a good thing. But he created us in his image. We were able to feel like him. We were able to be passionate and dry, driven like him. We are able to love like him. We are able to feel sad like he can. I mean, let's look at Jesus, fully human, fully God. He wept. 
He wept when Lazarus was, was that's one of the shortest verses in the Bible. Jesus wept. Junior hires have no problem remembering that one. Jesus wept. And he had worry like we did. And when it, when it came time for him to be crucified, he was so nervous, he sweat blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. So God could feel like we did. And he showed us by example that, hey, I can suffer. And just because you're following Jesus doesn't mean you won't suffer, but you will have the joy of me in your life. You will have the joy of eternal life after this because God sent his son. Glory to God for that. Glory to God. Really, there's just no reason not to give glory to God. And that's what Peter is saying this. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Again, that's, that's the point I, I want to get across. I mean, there's, there's all these things. The end is near, so we need to be ready. We need to be treating each other like we are told here, with love, with hospital, hospitality. Not put people in the hospital, but hospitality. We need to do these things as a, a church, as a body, and therefore we can do it throughout the, the world to those who are lost. To God be the glory. I'm going to close in prayer uh, because, well, one, Peter said to pray here. Um, and Peter might have been saying so because he had some missed opportunities. Going back to the Garden of Gethsemane, he fell asleep. But now he's saying, be intentional with our prayer. So we're going to finish in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for just all that you do for us. I thank you for the fact that you have breathed life into us. I thank you for the fact that you care so much about us when we don't deserve it. We have done nothing and we cannot do anything that will deserve it but it's because of your glory that you have done this. Thank you for your son who you sent to die for us on the cross so that we may have eternal life and that we can continue, and we have the freedom here in this nation still, to continue to speak your word and to preach to other people so that we can try to expand your kingdom the best we can through your strength and guidance. I pray that you be with everyone here today and everyone who is not here but watching or will see this or hear this message. Uh, May it be your words and not mine, but may they... Look at the passage with an open heart and with sincerity so that they can continue to love each other as a body of Christ, to be hospitable to each other without complaint, be intentional with our prayers, and that we can serve and speak your words and serve with your strength. Not for us, not to be whitewashed tombs, clean on the outside and still filthy on the inside, but for you so that we can be transformed and help those around us be transformed. Thank you so much, and it's in your name I pray. Amen. Now, I'll clean the rest of this up later. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I just again invite you guys to 
Open up your hearts to what God has said, what God says in Scripture. Continue to dive into it. Look at 1 Corinthians 13. It talks about love. Uh, look at what it means for us to be hospitable to each other. Dive into that. And remember, above all things, give the glory to God because he is the one who deserve it, deserves it, not us. He is the one who's given us all those things. Again, I thank you for being here. And we're going to, uh, if you, the elders are going to be around the room. Um, if you have anything you need to talk about or need prayer, please, you can come forward and talk to me. You can, you can go find Nate. You can go to the back and find any elders. Uh, but, but please, if you have anything, if God's calling on your heart for that, please do so. Thank you. Please stand with us. Thank you.